What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Sunday. I am your host, Des, and this is Brunch with Des B. If you're new here, howdy ho. And if you're not new here, I am very excited to have you back. Thank you for revisiting. As you guys have known, the past four weeks, we've dedicated the full month of June to the Black Lives Matter movement and sharing and amplifying the stories of people in the black community. If you have not already listened to the past four episodes, I really, really encourage you to take a minute to listen to them and to listen to the stories from the men and women that I interviewed. They were all such constructive conversations and so eye-opening as someone who is, to be very blunt, white. Um, Again, thank you so much to my guests that I had on the podcast the past month. The Pass the Mic series will 100% still be continuing on, and I will bop them, up, uh, bop them in every uh, once in a while. You know, something with maybe someone else in the black community, someone in the LGBTQ plus community, someone who's maybe just battling adversity, whatever I feel suit to pass the mic and to have their story be shared to inspire you guys, educate you guys, um, or just purely be just kind of fun to listen to, you know? So I hope that you guys really enjoyed that. But this week I am back at podcasting solo. Well, I guess not really solo because I do have my baby in my belly. (laughs) I am currently 22 weeks pregnant. Guys, 22 weeks kind of sounds a little fucking legit. And if you follow me on Instagram at DesB with three underscores, you will know that I'm having a little baby boy. How cool. I keep saying it and I just smile from ear to ear because I just cannot believe. Number one, there is a child. I'm a human vase. I'm watering this bitch every single day. There is a child in my belly, but also number two, that that little boy in there is going to be just like my husband and a hint of me, which I don't know if you guys out there have thought about being a female, having a male son. How the fuck? What? How, how am I supposed to know what he's going to look like? I've never seen myself as a boy. So I'm kind of just perplexed imagining what this child will look like. Uh, But I know no matter what, I'm going to love him so much. A few things I wanted to go over before we dive into today's episode, which is going to be very fun. And you guys can skip forward to the episode if you want to know what it's about and you want to miss all the housekeeping. But I do have merch still available, which you can find in all the show notes. I still have plenty of opportunity for you to join my Facebook community, my app programs, et cetera, all found on my website. And what's really exciting is the six weeks to strength 2.0 challenge is launching on August 3rd. So this is a six week fitness challenge that I run with my coaches on my team um, and new coaches to come. And this is actually my last challenge before having a new DBFT mascot, which is going to be this little child. So I'm very excited. Again, more details to come, but I did just want to throw that out there. And I feel like A lot of people that podcast do kind of these longer intros and I personally love them. So I'm like, why would I not make a little bit of a longer intro? I think sometimes since I'm still kind of new to podcasting, I get a little bit of anxiety of what you guys want to hear, what you give a fuck about, what you don't, which at the end of the day, if you don't give a fuck about something, fast forward it or just, you know, don't don't actively listen to it, right? (laughs) Um, So again, I hope that you guys are all having a great day. Happy Sunday. This podcast episode is going to be something that I miss deeply in the preceding months of my pregnancy and throughout the rest of my pregnancy. And that is going to be my Botox and my lip filler. 
but I already have my fake titties done. So those are done and dusted. We don't have to worry about those, but this episode is going to really detail my procedures I've had done. I've had my Botox done. I've had my lips done and I've had my titties done. That's all I've ever had done. I've only had filler ever in my lips and I've, I, I talk about it in detail, um, but I just want to make sure that I disclaim these are procedures I have gotten done. These are procedures you need to make sure that you go see a real doctor for. Please don't get botched. Don't go into a dark alley and try to get yourself some filler for cheap. Uh, make sure that you do your own research. However, I do want to make sure that I'm sharing a little bit about what I do because a lot of people get kind of weird and taboo about talking about it and I'm personally not. And if I can help you guys make a decision or share or educate, then that's what I'm here to do. With that being said, obviously during pregnancy, I'm unable to continue on with these procedures. However, this baby is definitely giving me some plump ass lips and so much blood in my body um, that it feels like I still have Botox. <laughs> so it's been a pretty great trade-off. Um, however, again, I do want to make sure that you guys are just excited to listen to this. A lot of people, I think, have a very bad assumption with what lip filler looks like, what Botox look like, and what fake boobs can look like because you immediately think of extremes, um, which a lot of you guys might on here might just be like, okay, I didn't know you had any of that done. And the best work is undetected work. All right, that doesn't mean you have to lie about it, but baby, I'm not gonna put a disclaimer in every pick that my titties are fake. You get me? So without further ado, I'm so excited to jump into the podcast. I hope that you guys grab your Sunday drink. As you guys know, I have my Kroger sparkling water. Per usual, you guys can grab your dab pen, grab your joint, grab your bong, um, grab whatever recreational fun Sunday item you have by you. And let's get into the podcast. God damn this water. There's something about carbonation down the throat, down the gobbler, that just hits, hits like no other. So, all right, guys, cosmetic enhancements, cosmetic procedures, uh, we see them, we see them everywhere. We see celebrities completely change the way they look over years, and we might not recognize it during their process of transformation, but when you look back at a five-year picture of them, you might be like, holy shit. So obviously, before we jump into the conclusion and judgment that a lot of people have had work done, number one, we do have to realize that when you pair enhancements with natural puberty and growth into like adulthood, you are going to see even more of a dramatic change, right? So when I think of that, I think of like Ariana Grande, Kylie Jenner, two people that are just in the spotlight all the time, that are always kind of dragged for how much they look different. But if you think about it, these girls started getting potential work done in their teens, all right, their teenage years. Imagine looking back at your picture from 2008, wearing your fucking gauchos in your sparkly sequined shirt, 
Okay, you're going to look a hell of a lot different right now, regardless of getting any sort of work done or procedures, period, right? So I do think that number one, we have to address the slack we need to give some people because not only are some people transforming and aging naturally, but they're also getting work done simultaneously. So it can look a little more dramatic than it might be, right? I look back at pictures from myself three years ago. I just started getting Botox done probably about one year ago, one year ago around this time, because I wanted to get them done for my wedding. And they, they mentioned to me, Hey, you might want to get them done at least once or twice before your wedding. So you kind of know your sweet spot. Um, and you know, you know how much you need, how much you're, you know, you look or blah, blah, blah. So I probably just started getting them done a year ago. But if you look at my pictures of me from like three years ago, I literally look like a different person. A lot of it has to do with aging. A lot of it has to do with weight gain, right? Like I naturally have just grown into my body um, and also like makeup and all that stuff. So a lot of different changes, right? Um, but with procedures, it is important to note too that different regions of the world and of the nation are gonna have different standards, right? So if I go up to Grand Rapids, Michigan to get my Botox done, which was the first place I went to get Botox, I'm going to look completely different getting my Botox in Juvederm, which is lip filler, done in Michigan than if I went to someone out in California, right? That their look is different. So different regions call for different medical approaches. Not that one is right or one is wrong, but the average use there where you live might be different than somewhere else, right? That's totally fine. Um, So those are things you also have to kind of understand is if you look at someone like me who has had lip filler done, you might be like, bro, I never even knew that. But you look at someone who lives out in California, you'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, I, I knew that she had that done, right? So different regions, different places. This is also going to evolve into different pricing. So I think that this is another misconception people have about Botox, plastic surgery, filler, any type of enhancement is that only rich people can get it. That, that, that was how I thought back when I was even 21, right? When I kind of was like, like, I feel like lip filler started to come in and people were like kind of getting Botox. And I remember seeing it and being like, wow, like they, they must be making good money. And what I've come to realize is that for anything, Botox filler enhancements, money, sure, it's expensive, right? And expense is relative to person, but you, anyone can budget to get Botox every three months. You know, every, anyone can budget to get lip filler every nine months. Anyone can, I promise you that. Um, so it's more so where are you financially budgeting? And do you even fucking care to budget for cosmetic enhancements? You know what I mean? Not everyone does. Um, so let me go, let me get into breaking down what I've had done. Um, so Besides, besides my nose, my ass and dealt implants, no, I'm just kidding. I've only had my boobs done. That was almost two years ago. This July will be two years. I've had Botox done in my forehead, um, in my, um, kind of the side eye, like crow's feet or whatever. And in my brow. Um, like if you kind of like scowl, right. You're like, fuck you. You get that mad face in between the brow bone. 
is where I've also got it done. I've also had Botox actually done in my masseter muscle. So the masseter is kind of along that jawline. Um, I'll explain that once I get into it, but I had that done and then I got lip filler, um, in obviously my top and my bottom lip. I've had that done twice and that's it. So boobs, Botox, filler. That's it. Um, throughout those processes, I'll start with my boobs because that is a huge question right now with my pregnancy. Fake titties. I have the ideal implant. So if you look up the ideal implant, which I'm, I'm literally going to do so I can read it to you. Um, the ideal implant, natural feel without the silent rupture. Ideal implant structured breast implants are the next generation technology that offers you the benefits of both. So women can feel beautiful and secure. Um, so if you look it up, you, you'll kind of understand why the ideal implant is a little bit different. Um, it has an outer shell, an inner shell, um, and it's, it's structured and made from safe implant materials. Um, so no silicone gel, no new materials, um, but you get a really nice natural look without the worry of a rupture. So pretty cool. Um, no concerns with, you know, relating to the silicone gel, but the chambers hold the saline filler. So for some reason, something were to rupture, um, it's still safe. Pretty cool. Right? So anyway, got my breast implants done two years ago. And I went under the muscle. And with that being said, I will have absolutely no issues breastfeeding. It is very normal. There are a ton of women out there with fake titties who you wouldn't even know are fake um, that breastfeed. Totally fine. Again, if you're looking to get getting uh, your boobs done, again, number one, shop around. Go to multiple doctors. And number two, ask fucking questions. Okay. Do not expect them to answer your questions for you. If you are worried about breastfeeding, if you're worried about, you know, what happens if I do extreme weight loss, extreme weight gain, blah, 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 ask them. Okay. I am not your doctor. Don't fucking ask me. Go ahead, book your consultations, write out your questions on like a pen and paper, which is what I did. Go in there and demand some proof. Um, during this time, when I got mine, breast implant illness, BII, um, kind of sprouted out of fucking nowhere. So I was like mid-surgery and all of a sudden BII was like a huge thing. Um, again, it was something that I consulted my doctor with and he showed me the research, he educated me, whatever. So again, a, a decision I made consciously where I felt completely educated enough to do that. So breast implants. My implants total were $8,000. Um, so that included my anesthetic, um, my over, you know, the course of, I think I was like in the hospital technically for like 12 hours and then I left. Um, so that included my hospital stay, IVs, um, obviously the doctor's time, all my checkup appointments, et cetera. It included all of it, $8,000. So I personally paid all up front. I knew that it was something I was saving for. And also they do offer care credit, which is kind of like a credit card for titties <laughs> or really any, any cosmetic procedure you can, you want to have. But at that point it is kind of like financing. It's like buying a new couch, but you're buying some fake titties. You can pay for them monthly 
awesome. If, if that's kind of what you need to do, that's okay. $8,000 is a lot to put out up front. Um, but for me personally, and again, personal take, I felt if I could not pay for them all up front, that I financially was not in a spot to need them. So again, it all goes to your own personal preferences, your own beliefs. Um, but shopping around for just who does the cheapest tit work is not going to work. So please make sure that if you're looking into any sort of enhancement period, you will always get what you pay for. So keep that in mind. Also, depending again on your region, right? Where are you from? Um, pricing could be a little bit more expensive. I personally went to Dr. Steven Ringler in Grand Rapids um, at the Center for Plastic Surgery and Aesthetics. He did a phenomenal job. Um, he was very kind. And actually, he was on. Um, he was voted one of the best plastic surgeons for breast reconstruction slash enhancement um, in the U.S. And I was actually on my Delta flight to Thailand for my honeymoon. And he was on the fucking cover of my Delta magazine. <laughs> I was like, why? This is the, this is literally my doctor who did my titties. <laughs> How amazing. Um, but yes, go to someone, you know, someone renowned again, if you're looking to really do this the right way, um, or else sadly you might have to do it again, right? You don't want to do that. So number one, breast implants. That's what I got done. I had a terrible recovery for the first week. Holy shit. Something that they never tell you, um, is how to recover from breast implants. Like I couldn't even hold a Brita. I couldn't open the fridge. I couldn't wipe my own ass. Um, I could not take off my shirts. I went through the armpit. Um, so a lot of people will go through the nipple or underneath the breast. My doctor went through the armpit because it causes the less, less amount of, um, invasiveness to the muscles themselves. So the reason why it's such a traumatic surgery in your body is because you literally are cutting through muscle. Um, that, that's a, that's a fucking lot. You know, imagine cutting through your muscle and your, your body having to recover from that. That that's, that's a traumatic injury. The body is seeing that as an injury. So for me, um, it was hard. You know, I, I will say if you're someone who's looking to get them done again, um, you will not be driving for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Don't expect to drive to turn the fucking wheel there's no way. Um, but definitely have someone that's available to take care of you literally 24 seven for at least six to seven days. Um, and I, I was good pain tolerance, bro. You could shoot me in the foot and I would probably be over it in an hour. Um, I have a high pain tolerance and for me, even it was very difficult to get back to normal everyday activity. Um, during that time, I also could not work out for about four weeks. Four weeks, I started doing the treadmill again and started walking, um, like uh, three to four weeks, let me say. And um, it's because they don't want you to raise your heart rate because, again, that could inter interfere with recovery. So I started doing that. The The blood started pumping back, you know, up to my new titties and all the goods, and it was awesome. I felt great. Then came the gym. I felt like a weak bitch. I mean, like, so weak. You think of how you feel during this quarantine from not having the gym it's the same thing, but worse because you literally got fucking cut into. So that was really difficult getting back into arms. I couldn't really do a lot of overhead movements, um, doing like shoulders, lateral raises, um, overhead press impossible. Um, it was very, very hard. I had to kind of almost do my own physical therapy to get my range of motion back. Um, also make sure that you're not hitting chest, right? Obviously you don't just go in and gung ho hit chest. 
I started hitting legs probably around six weeks. Um, again, huge strength cut. And to grip the barbell, you don't realize how much chest you use to grip dumbbells, to grip barbells, to get into, um, you know, a leg press machine. Like you don't understand until they're taken away from you what your chest muscles do. So that was really hard to get back into legs because I could barely hold 35 dumbbells because it it would literally feel like my titties were going to tear out of my chest. So again, just something to think about when you're getting back in the gym, you cannot rush it. Number one, it's not worth fucking up $8,000 worth of work. And number two, I'd rather be able to move and just walk on a treadmill and feel good than literally rupture my titties and have to go through the whole thing again. So take your time getting back into it. It probably took me 12 to 14 weeks to really feel like I could get in the gym normally again. And from there, it was then just a slow climb back to normalcy, right? Um, But for the most part, that was kind of my healing journey. I do have a few YouTube videos on it. I'll link them in the description box. I haven't really done a ton of like updates because boobs are, they're just boobs, you know, like (laughs) I never feel like I have to talk about them a lot um, because I like they're doing just fine. But I will say even now during pregnancy and almost two years post-op, they look phenomenal. They feel great. Um, I did have a little bit of a high titty on my, it would be my right boob sat a little bit higher um, naturally. You know, we're not symmetrical humans. So that was something that worried me, but it's totally completely fine. And again, something that is just very natural, like natural for my body. Um, And I also had quite a bit of loss of sensation on my nipples for a little bit. And I was, again, very nervous for that. And it all came back. You know, the amount of muscle and nerves they have to cut through to put your implants in Um, is something you have to remember. So that's step one. I just wanted to cover very briefly, but my boob job, obviously there's a lot more. If you guys have questions, maybe I'll put up another Q and a here soon. And if you have more in-depth like titty questions, feel free to ask. Um, but I will say that, you know, you want a good doctor, you want someone that knows what they're doing and it, it sounds weird, but look at their work, you know, go on their website, look at the boob jobs they've done. You know what I mean? Look, look at the nose jobs, look at the Botox, look at the filler, like check it out. You know, peep the people, other people's boobies. So you make sure that yours are going to like look good too, you know? Um, but I will say with my ideal implants, I've had great success with them. I've really liked them. Um, so yeah, that's step one boobies. had to take another drink break. I'm feeling quite parched. If you guys have your drink, you can drink with me. Number two, let's get into Botox. Botox. So what are Botox? Um, You know, number one, Botox are going to help you smooth, um, wrinkle, diminish the signs of aging, Um, It's a neurotoxic protein um, that releases some different neurotransmitters that actually cause paralysis of the muscle, right? So when you put Botox in your forehead um, or 
whatever, wherever you get them done. The point of them is to legitimately paralyze that muscle so you can't use it. Um, That's why a lot of people that have chronic migraines get them in their forehead because it relaxes your forehead muscle to where it doesn't move. Um, Obviously, the more Botox you get, the more it doesn't move. The less Botox, the more natural movement you still have. So for me, my doctor used the approach, and since I'm so young, doing it more so for preventative aging, um, they used the approach where I still have a good amount of movement. I still look very natural. I don't look like the Cinderella stories mom, Um, but there is still natural paralysis that occurs. So with having that paralysis of the muscle, you're not able to use it, which in turn helps you eliminate or not create new wrinkles. That's kind of the thought process behind Botox. So for the most part, it is a um, on-the-spot treatment. Usually they go for like $9 to $11 per unit. Um, And the amount of units that you have will depend on where your current facial situation is, right? So if someone that goes in there and is 60 years old and they want Botox for the first time, they're going to have to use a lot of fucking Botox to reverse the amount of wrinkles they might already have, right? For someone like me, maybe someone like you listening in their 20s, you won't need a lot of Botox because you don't have a lot of wrinkles, okay? So that's kind of where the, the price point comes. The earlier you start, the more inexpensive it will be. The later you start, the more expensive it will be. So I use, I've always gotten the brand called Dysport, D-Y-S-P-O-R-T. It is just simply a brand of the toxin. Um, They all do the same thing, but you know, you have to have different brands of different things making the same thing. So I use Dysport. Um, I'm not 100% sure of how many units I get, but when I walk out from getting my full face done, so again, forehead, eyebrow, or brow bone, crow's feet, and one time I got my masseter done, um, it was about 600, 600 to $700. During this time, I got it done in Florida. So again, different region, different price. This last time I got my Botox done, I got my forehead done, my eyebrows done, and then I actually got my upper lip done. So it's kind of called a lip flip. Um, This helped me just prolong my filler. um, So it made my lip look a little bit fuller again without having to do more filler. Um, Filler, when used in excess over and over, will create kind of like balls of buildup. So the last thing you want to do is overdo filler because it will fuck your shit up. All right. So doing Botox and doing a lip flip could be really great for you to start um, instead of maybe just going right to a lip filler, depending on where your current natural lip state is. Um, So when I got all my Botox done this last time, same same procedure, got it done in Ohio. Um, I paid like four hundred dollars. So quite a big difference. Um, I also went when there was like a little special going on. It was like a spring special. And instead of like $11 a unit, they it was on sale for maybe nine. So I saved, you know, a couple dollars, um, nothing crazy. But there are a few different rewards programs that you can have 
for Botox. One of them is Brilliant Distinctions. So if you get that, you can get um, an amount off of your Botox. You can get kind of like rewards points for getting Botox done. Um, Forgive me, I don't remember what the other one is. But again, if you have a good provider, they should tell you these things. Um, But just know when you go in there for the first time or whatever, even next time, if you've already gone, you're like, what the fuck? I've never gotten that. Make sure you look up Brilliant Distinctions and make a rewards account completely free. Um, So Botox lasts anywhere from three months to six months. When you start to get that movement come back, that's when you can kind of tell, okay, like I'm, I'm due to get my Botox done again soon. With people with faster metabolisms or higher expenditure style lifestyles, you're going to need to get them done more often. So for me, I get lucky if my Botox lasts like three to four months. That's, that's good for me. Um, mostly because I'm just constantly burning calories. I'm constantly running and doing stuff versus someone who doesn't. So it could last longer for someone else. Um, a lot of people though, typically go three to six months. So when you do that, you know, you have to budget you going back every three to six months, budgeting that amount into your finances, right? And again, certain people don't need Botox everywhere. Like your body, your face, you might only need them in your forehead. You know, maybe you just have, um, a very active, you know, surprised face or like you make that face a lot. Once you get Botox, it's actually really funny because you start to notice the faces that you make a lot. Um, so like for me, I'm always raising one of my eyebrows higher than the other. Um, kind of like a, like, what the fuck? You know, (laughs) it's one of my faces I make a lot. So you start to realize what needs to be treated and what doesn't. Um, but again, if you have a good provider, they will tell you and they will let you know. Um, Botox by no reason hurts at all. It's just a small, very, very, very tiny in diameter needle that goes in and they just boop, 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 and then it's done. Um, typically your best results are probably seven to 14 days after you get them done. So, you know, it doesn't just, you don't just pop out and you're like, yes, bitch, I look new. Botox takes about you know, one to two weeks to really reach like your optimal state of how it will look. Um, for the most part too, you don't want to like work out right after you get Botox. You want to let that blood flow flow naturally and not kind of expose it too fast. Um, but one thing that you can have is, um, a little bit of over paralysis. So sometimes people will get literally droopy eyes droopy eyebrow. Um, and that can be literally a side effect. Doesn't happen. Very, very rare. Um, but it it can happen. And again, that's something that as a provider, they will tell you and um, explain to you. I've never had it done, but you know, it, it technically it can happen. So just something to kind of remember. Um, for the most part, again, it doesn't hurt. It will not make you look frozen. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be totally rich to get it. Um, you don't even have to be a certain age. For the most part, um, the, the earlier you start, the better it is um, because you're kind of starting relaxing those muscles earlier in life. 
So you don't have bad wrinkles when you're like 60 or 70. Now, aging is beautiful. Please don't get me wrong. I think some people are scared to get Botox because they're like, well, you're supposed to age. Absolutely, you're supposed to age. And with Botox, you still will. Um, But the thing is with Botox, it can help you diminish literal huge wrinkles from just overly using certain expressions your face does. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you will still age. You will no, by no means look like Kris Jenner, okay? She's had a lot of fucking shit done. Um, respect to her, but you that's not what you'll look like at her age, okay? Um, it's just going to look very natural for you. And again, your provider should work with you to do that. Um, so great experience for medium Botox. I absolutely love them. Um, they just, they make my makeup go on smoother. Um, your face just feels glowy. Like it feels kind of puffy, um, just because it's just so full and, um, just feels vibrant. Really love them. Again, you don't have to like hardcore financial plan for them. And if you decide to never get them again, you never get them again. (laughs) That's it. There's nothing negative about not getting them again, other than the fact that you will notice, you know, oh, my forehead moves a lot again. There, there's no, 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 no negative to just stopping at all. And that's the good thing about injections. There's no negatives. You don't have to keep up on them if you don't want to. And you can go longer um, without, you know, getting them redone if you need to. Um, But typically, you know, once they start to wear off, you just want to consistently keep the paralysis of the muscle. So you go in and get a new one. So number two, Botox. Highly recommend. I think that they helped me a lot for my wedding. Everything just looked beautiful. Um, And now I love to get them. Obviously, I can't, you can't during pregnancy, um, which is very fucking sad. And I'm pretty sure you can't during nursing. So I'm concerned, but we'll see. So number two, Botox. Another drink break. Before we get into lip filler slash filler, beach filler. Okay. So lip filler, dermal filler. Okay. There's plenty of places that you can get filler. I personally have used the filler called Juvederm. Very normal, very typical to be used. So hyaluronic acid, natural substance. Um, It delivers volume to the skin. Um, So it can temporarily restore volume loss beneath the surface of the skin and also plump you up on top. Um, So for the most part, you get these in your cheeks, fine lines of any sort in your lips. That's where a lot of people get them done. Um, Hyaluronic acid is actually what you can find in like collagen and stuff too. Um, So this is simply made in an actual dermal filler. Um, so for the most part, like I said, I've only gotten my lips done. I have seen people get a lot of other things done. A lot of people have done like maybe their under eye, their cheek, um, their brows, their lips. Um, it can also help with, um, asymmetrical looks of the, of the skin. So for example, if you have 
maybe like one side of your lip that's really full and the other one's not, or you have one side of your face that's very full and the other side's not, you know, that's where people get the volume of their face done as well. Um, it is not necessary, but I will say, bro, getting my lips done was one of the best things ever. Um, I, I think that it made me feel super duper confident. Um, it gave me just that extra plump that I really was looking for. And also again, was, was not harmful, but I will say it fucking hurt so bad. It fucking hurt to get filler done in my lip. Holy shit. Luckily for, um, for me and for most people, they will numb you hundred percent. They'll numb you. Um, but it is so bad. Um, so Juvederm though, typically lasts for about nine months to a year, which is really cool. Um, because it's something that here's the thing. Most people get them done more than once a year because the amount of water that the cells hold inside of that filler starts to diminish. So when you first get your filler done, number one, for the first week, you will literally question your life, wondering why you did it. And you will freak out because you will look like balloon lips and you will fucking hate them. I promise you that. After that week though, when they start to naturally go down, you're going to love it hundred percent. So injectables are interesting because again, they hold the water in for this instance, I'm just going to talk about my lips because this is all I've had done. They'll hold the water in your lips. So they look so plump, so cute, so beautiful. And then after about three to six months, you'll start to freak out and you'll go, oh my God, my filler's gone. My filler is left, has left the chat. It's not actually, your filler is still very much intact. I could touch my lips right now and feel where they injected the filler. But the water that it's holding on to is gone. So it appears way more natural. That's why a lot of girls you'll see like in Hollywood, they're constantly getting their lips done and they always look fucking huge. It's because they get them done way too much to keep that voluminous look of, of like the water. Now, again, something you actually don't want to do because it can build up um, and, and not be good for you. Okay. It can be very, very not good um, for a typical person. Um, you do end up getting probably about one syringe. That's what most people get. Um, that's personally how much I got. And my lips were about $600. So again, expensive for a one-stop shop, but with filler, it's, you get it done like once every X amount of months. So it's a little, again, a little bit different versus someone who gets Botox every three months, right? So it's all, it's all dependent on kind of your financial situation, but, um, with injectables with lips, I, you know, I loved mine again, same things kind of revolve around Botox. You can't go out and just like run around the day after, you know, your blood needs to relax. You need to ice those hoes. Um, cause you look like you have dick sucking lips hundred percent. I mean, they are insane. The amount of swollenness that goes into Juvederm for the most part, I got my lips done for the first time in August, August of 2019. 
it was about a month, I think, before my wedding. And I got them done um, because it was the perfect amount of time where it would kind of like wear off if I didn't want any more or I could get them touched up if I wanted more. So I got one full syringe. After a week, I really, really loved it. Um, actually, also I lied, it was July because it was right before I went to the Breakaway Festival. So I got them done in July. My wedding was in September. They still looked perfect for my wedding. I still remember, like I loved them. It looked awesome. But come November, so this is September. I'm now in November. I noticed I, I just didn't really like them anymore. Like I, I was like, okay, I definitely want a little bit more. Um, no one even on Instagram like noticed, period. Like I got maybe one person who asked if I got my lips done. I, you know, I said yes, but it wasn't noticeable, which is great. That's the point. The best work is undetected work. But I did know that I wanted them just a little bit more plump. So I went back in December, or I'm sorry, the end of November and got them done again. <sighs> I want to say she might have used half a syringe, but let's for, for the sake of over dramatizing it, let's say she used one syringe. All right. So let's say I now have two syringes of Juvederm in my lips. Um, they look natural. Again, they were very plump for probably about two months. Um, and then it came about March and I wanted, or I'm sorry, not March, February. And I was like, dude, do I need more filler? That's the thing about fillers. You get used to the look of what they look like when they're um, swollen. That's the only scary thing about filler, especially in your lips, is then you want more and you want more and you want more because that natural um, puffiness starts to go away and you think that they're gone. So my doctor, my provider here in Ohio, was very open with me and just told me, Des, like you... I'm going to be honest, you don't need more filler, um, but I'll do a lip flip for you that can kind of just give you a little bit of volume around your lip without being filler of any sort. So that's what I did. And it was great. It was perfect. I absolutely loved it. Um, it gave me enough voluptuous look to hold me off. And now again, I, I can't get filler and stuff because of my pregnancy, but um, I still really loved it. However, my point of fillers is to explain that you can definitely see where um, kind of an addiction can come, especially when you're getting your lips done. So just something to keep in mind. Um, again, make sure you have a good provider because a lot of providers want to make money and they'll shoot you up with whatever they think they need to. And they won't be honest with you like mine was, you know, telling you, hey, I, you don't need it. So just please, please, please be aware of that because the more that you do Juvederm or the more that you do any sort of filler, whatever brand, it can be... Um, it can just be very negative for buildup, all right? So make sure that you're educated about that. So number three, the last thing I've had done, lip filler, lip filler check. Um, I, would cons I would confidently say it's worth it, but it's up to you. <sighs> all right, you guys. You've heard my little journey very short, very sweet. By no means is this elaborated on. Hope it gave you a little bit more insight on not just like payments, not just the financial outlook of it, but also just the experience. And all right, you guys, so we are officially done with what I've gotten done <laughs> and also explaining a little bit about the finances behind it. Um, maybe even educating you a little bit on what it does. Maybe even 
Um, lessening your judgment against those people who have maybe gotten them done before, maybe opening your eyes a little bit and understanding what it does. Um, in that not all work is detectable. So a lot of people you might have never known get certain things done. They just might. So, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge anyone period for what they decide to do with their own body. Um, it's totally up to them. The only thing that I can tell you guys, and as I mentioned in this podcast, is be educated, go to someone that is an educated provider, and be aware, depending on where you live, what that looks like for you in your region, all right? you If you want to go natural, you know what I mean? Make sure you're going to someone that produces natural results. Do your research, check them out, um, you know, all the goods. But um, overall, again, cosmetic procedures, totally up to you, but I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey with what I've gotten done. By no means am I a veteran. And honestly, um, I don't care to be like, I like what I've gotten done and I probably won't (laughs) venture out to do any more. I don't give a shit that much, but what I have gotten done, I do and have really enjoyed. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, just a little like breakdown one, a little bit different topic. I like to keep it fun here. Make sure if you haven't Give this podcast a five-star review. Leave me a little review, comment if you want on iTunes. If not, if you're on Spotify, just make sure you share this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Desby. Check check out my website. Check out my Don't Be a Bitch merch. Check it all out. Check me out with all my cosmetic enhancements. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you guys. I hope you have a fucking great Sunday. Go catch some sun for me. Grab a drink outside in your fucking kiddie pool, in your backyard, since we're probably not going to have any public pools open for the summer um, and catch some rays. So I love you guys. We'll chat next Sunday and I hope you have a great day.